Well, hey everyone, and welcome to episode number three of our weekday uh, series called, what is it called? Oh yes, God, God, Your Questions, God's Questions. I was thinking of the previous series that we did, Your Questions, God's Questions. And what we'll be doing in this series is every weekday is, uh, or at least for the near future, uh, we're going to be answering your questions uh, via this medium here on Facebook. And I also post them on our website at citypointchurch.ca and the Podbean and Apple Podcasts platforms. So uh, it's your questions. So the ones that you have been sending in are the ones that I answer. And I will give you the little address as to where to send your questions right there. It's on your screen, so citypointchurch.ca slash contact, and you can email me, and I will check those and uh, and make sure that I answer them, and I answer pretty well every one, but it's one at a time, okay? For those of you who don't know me, my name is Joe Friedland. I'm the pastor of City Point Church in Brossard. We normally meet in a movie theater, but of course we are meeting online at the present time. And I've been a pastor for 20 years and ordained with the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. So it's always a delight to answer people's questions. And I have found, regardless of whether a person is a quote-unquote churchgoer or not, the questions are generally the same that people have about God, the Bible, Christianity, and uh, things kind of in that realm, okay? And so I will take them from religious folk, non-religious folk, atheists, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I'll be happy to try and answer uh, what you ask. And uh, I encourage you to share these posts with others. I heard from somebody today who uh, shared a post from last night um, or from yesterday to, uh, you know, people in her, her, her whole circle of friends and so on online. And uh, so that's, you know, people want answers to these questions. And while we may not agree with them, uh, my job is to tell you, okay, this is what, this is what the Bible is teaching. You, you wrestle with it, but this is what it's teaching. So tonight we're going to do another hard one. And uh, this is a question about hell. And I framed it this way, is hell for real? Now, um, we talked about uh, systemic injustice in uh, yesterday's uh, episode, and, and today uh, we're, we're still talking about justice, but in a different way. Uh, yesterday was injustice, and what do you do about injustice? Well, you've got you've to bring justice, right? And uh, if God is a just God, and if God is an eternal God, and if God is an all-powerful God, what is he going to ultimately do with the problem of injustice and evil in this world? Uh, what about evil and injustice that is never taken care of in this world? What about people who get away with heinous crimes and live wonderful lives afterward? Uh, what happens? What happens? Is there a hell? Is there an afterlife? Um, and so the person who uh, sent this question in, I think um, they were asking it more from a perspective of what's called annihilationism. You see, when we look into the Bible and we look at, at hell, or we'll, I'll use the English word hell, which is in our English translations, we're looking at something that is taught progressively throughout the Bible. Um, you know, it's often said that uh, people like uh, Jesus 
the New Testament God, but they don't like the Old Testament God because the Old Testament God seems to be angry and violent and and filled with uh, with he's got a bad temper. He just you know wipes people out and this kind of thing. Uh, but Jesus, we like. Um, I can tell you right now that when we say things like that, we haven't read our Bibles. Because, in fact, the person who talked about and preached about hell uh, was Jesus. You don't see much about hell in the Old Testament, but you really see it in the preaching of, guess who? Jesus. Ouch. Read Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and look at the amount of information uh, that Jesus gives us about hell. Now, in annihilationism, uh, which the Jehovah's Witnesses believe in, for example, because they'll believe the Bible, but the way that they interpret hell is hell is another way of saying death or the grave. But it isn't this concept of a conscious eternity uh, of punishment and of uh, uh, of eternal fire and isolation from God. And different terms are used. Jesus used terms like eternal fire, um, outer darkness, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. These are very, very graphic terms and it's very graphic imagery. Uh, was he speaking metaphorically? Annihilationism will teach that. Well, it's just a metaphor. He's just talking about death, but there isn't really some kind of punishment after the grave. Uh, and that's one way to try and go around it. But when we talk about hell in the Bible, what is it really teaching? Uh, to us is these images of Dante's Inferno uh, in, in in books and movies and all of these things. What does it really, really uh, teach? And when you talk about hell, you're talking about the supernatural. When you're talking about the supernatural, you've got a whole different can of uh, worms there that you're dealing with. Um, we happen to be in the letters of Peter uh, in our own church. And uh, let me read to you from Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, first of all, and uh, this is uh, the beginning of his of his letter, still in the first chapter uh, of the second letter that he wrote to these people scattered in what is now Turkey. And he says this to them, I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Wow. So he views his body as a tent, and he is saying that he is going to put his body aside and depart. Implication, he's going somewhere, and he appears to have a lot of confidence in knowing where he's going. And Paul did the same thing. Uh, Paul writes about being absent from the body and at home with the Lord in 2 Corinthians 5. He talks about departing and going to be with Christ in Philippians chapter 1. So these writers had uh, a very clear grasp on the reality of the afterlife. And they were quite convinced of the afterlife, and they teach about the afterlife, and they teach it as something that they will and that people will experience. So um, now you say, well, what's that got to do with hell? What's that got to do with uh, what the definition of hell is? Well, 
the implication from Peter and Paul in teaching about heaven, this has implications about the, the nature of humanity. And it implies, certainly, that people uh, live into the afterlife and that there is such a thing as life after death and that there is a, a body uh, that we put aside and then there's that immaterial part of us, the soul, the spirit, which which transcends this life and heads into the afterlife or into eternity. And these men taught that this was a conscious thing, that uh, they would they would experience life on the other side in the presence of God. These men taught about the resurrection of the body, the physical resurrection of of the body and they taught about these things as if they were real things and don't forget these are people who are living through uh, uh, very strong persecution we talked about that yesterday and uh, the persecution that they experienced before they passed away was of such a nature that they would be looking forward to the other side and being with god uh, but alive and conscious, you see. And this is what it teaches about heaven. Well, then, what does it teach about hell? I mean, here's an example uh, from the mouth of Jesus. Uh, and this is from Matthew chapter uh, 25. And he is talking about this future time of judgment. And he uses the, the image of the sheep and the goats. Um, and this is uh, an image to illustrate uh, metaphorically the people who are followers of God, the righteous, and the people who uh, reject God, uh, the unrighteous, and is by their behavior, by their fruit, that the judge knows who they are. They're either the sheep or they're the goats, and for the goats or the unrighteous, he will say to those on his left, this is Jesus speaking, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire. That's quite an image. Prepared for the devil and his angels. Say, oh boy, now you're talking about a devil and angels, or his angels. That's right, because when we talk about hell, when we talk about heaven, we're talking about something that is clearly taught in the Bible as being supernatural. Uh, it's not like some place that if you you know you fly up high enough in a spacecraft and you'll you'll meet God or you'll get to heaven. No, no, no. This is a supernatural uh, uh, presentation in the Bible, and the Bible clearly teaches there is an immaterial supernatural existence, and we will step into it at death. In fact, we 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 live in it even in this life. We just don't don't understand that and don't really understand that we're interacting with it or the Bible talks about this kind of invisible uh, uh, battle between good and evil and uh, the Bible does teach the reality of the spirit world. And um, so when we look at this passage, we say, oh boy, now we've got to deal with the devil and his angels as well. Do those things exist? Well, it's clear; these are clearly taught in the Bible. They're clearly taught by Jesus. We see at the end of the the Bible, in the book of Revelation, the ultimate uh, 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 judgment against the devil is, in fact, eternal fire, and it's everlasting. And so, um, this is 
very offensive, at least to the Western mind. We in North America, we find this revolting. I mean, we say things like, how could a loving God throw someone into hell? Uh, and we, we frame it that way. You know, it's interesting. You talk to people in other nations in the world where they're victims of atrocities um, and genocides and perpetual injustice where they never see on this side of, of, of eternity anything go their way. And you talk to them about the concept of a holy God who ultimately must deal justly with evil and sin. And that there is a, a hell where uh, people who reject God um, will be. Uh, they have absolutely no problem with that. Because for them, that is the ultimate expression of justice. Um, and we here in the West, you know, we, we sometimes deny the immortality of the soul. And that we do have a soul that lives on after death. In many other places in the world, they don't deny this at all. Uh, we tend to deny it over here, but we've got no no proof to deny it or to prove it, right? Uh, what we do have is historically the uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, the bodily resurrection of Jesus from the dead. If that happened, then we have evidence that there is indeed a supernatural. And if there is, and this Jesus talks about heaven and he talks about hell and uh, all of these things... Well, I mean, uh, we have good reason to follow what he says if indeed he rose from the dead. But suffice to say, this business of annihilationism and that we can somehow find a way to interpret these, these many passages that we see in the Bible to say, well, it just means the person is gone. Uh, it clearly doesn't mean that. These are expressions of the ultimate justice of God, and it is a perpetual justice. And you have images like eternal fire on the one hand and outer darkness on the other. Well, how can they both coexist? It, it, they seem to contradict each other. And I think what's being taught here is that you have eternal separation from God, conscious eternal separation from God. And uh, this, is, this is the full picture of of uh, of hell in the Bible. You have different words that are used that are sometimes translated hell that sometimes shouldn't be. So Jesus used the word Gehenna, which was a garbage dump outside of the city of Jerusalem that was always on fire. And he used that as an image uh, to talk about this, this, uh, uh, this justice uh, in hell. Um, there's a word called Hades that is used that's sometimes translated hell. Uh, it technically should not be. There's a word called Tartarus that Peter uses. Uh, and some of these words are translated uh, sometimes well and sometimes not so well, depending on the translation that you're using. So it's always good to dig in to the original language when you're talking about something as serious uh, as hell. But just to leave you with this, we... Are, uh, we are here for a very short time on earth. Very short. It's like a blip on a radar. And believe me, I have, I have done many funerals and met many people who were alive and well one day, no problems in their life. Three, four days later, I was doing their funeral. The, the, the line between life and death is a very, very disturbingly faint line. 
and our lives are very, very short. Um, it is a dangerous thing to presume that there's nothing on the other side. It is a much wiser decision to acknowledge and to wonder if there is and to pursue and to um, uh, even struggle with the idea, is this Jesus real? And did he really rise from the dead? And do I have reason to trust what he says? Because the, the teaching on hell coincides perfectly and aligns perfectly with an eternally holy and eternally just God who must do something about evil in accordance with his character and in accordance with his nature. And humankind is created in his image and lives on past the grave. So what will God do with those who reject him and those who uh, uh are part of uh, a sinful and uh, and uh, in uh, uh, and commit acts of injustice and so on, and who reject God. What will He ultimately do? Well, He will dispense judgment, and so it does in fact align perfectly with His character. Offensive as it is to us in the Western world, one thing is for certain annihilationism and this business that the Jehovah's Witnesses and other uh, various groups believe is clearly not taught in the Bible. We have a very offensive uh, uh, doctrine here, but we must admit what the Bible is teaching. Take it or leave it, believe it or not believe it. It is our choice, but we must acknowledge what it is teaching. So I hope that is uh, that uh, clears things. If you have questions about hell, there's much more that we could say about the subject. But I would encourage you to read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and scour around and look and see uh, what Jesus has to say about this subject. It's quite fascinating and uh, quite striking what he does say. So I trust this has been a blessing to you. I encourage you to share uh, these messages with others, and I look forward to being with you again tomorrow as we answer another question. Until then, God bless you.